go. Look at talk. The new episode starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. It's your boss man V Jones, and today I have a guest with me today, holding it down out of Connecticut, and she is Miss Haley Newsom, the host of the Be Well with Haley podcast. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Um, so I hope everyone's doing well. Also, um, I'm so glad to be able, be here and be able to share my message. I'm Haley Newsom. I'm from the Boston area in Massachusetts. Um, I'm an inflammation specialist, wellness coach, and chef. Um, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. It's a chronic condition um, with widespread pain and inflammation in all your soft tissue and muscle. So basically, you can imagine constant pain, constant ache every day, sensitivity to light, sensitivity to sound, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that, and I hope you are getting well with this every day. I know it's not helping at the time of our recording. We're going through the COVID right now. Well, my life, my quality of life wasn't too good, but like I'm not the type of person that would just accept that. So um, I took back control of my life and my health through diet and natural practices. Um, that's why I became a wellness coach. Um, because I, I did what I needed to do to get my health back because like I would go hang out at my friend's house, you know, you go chill with your friends and, and it was just like, I was always tired. Um, my friends would be like, Oh, why are you always like lounging around? Like you always look tired, you know, I, cause I had chronic fatigue. So I always extremely tired. You know, but they would be like, oh, why don't you want to hang out? You know, I I didn't want to go anywhere. I wanted to stay inside. But I was also I'm I'm only I'm only 27 now. So this was this was like five, six years ago. You know, so I'm like 21, 22. And I'm I'm over here feeling tired. Don't want to go out. Don't want to do anything. Taking it takes over an hour for me to get out of bed. Like I, I could barely hold down a job because some days I would just be so exhausted. It would take hours for me to get up or, you know, I was just so tired that I couldn't do anything. Taking a shower, like the water falling on my body, that hurt. That caused me pain. Like, wow. it was crazy. And I was like, no, like, this is not going to be my life because this is something that people suffer with for the rest of their life. But I don't suffer from that severity. I don't have those flare-ups. Like, it's not like that for me anymore because I made a change. That is real. And I'm glad you made the change. I'm glad to have you on Look and Talk to tell about it. And so what changes did you make in order to, um, so way this couldn't affect you no more? Basically, I got control of my inflammation, like inflammation in my body. Um, wow. So... There's two type two there's two types of inflammation. <clears throat> acute and chronic. So acute is if you like twist your ankle and it swells up. That's natural. That's your body's your our body's natural response. Um, we break a bone, it's gonna swell up. And then there's chronic. And chronic on the other that that is not natural and that's not good. You don't want that. Um so chronic, like picture scratching yourself on your arm you know, for days and days and days in the same spot. You know, at first, it's not really going to bother you. But you keep doing it, it's going to start hurting. You're going to start feeling it. And our immune system is going to think something's wrong, so it's going to react. And it's just going to keep reacting, keep reacting, keep reacting. Inflammation is the root of so many conditions. Anything that ends with itis, that's, that's inflammation. So think about arthritis, bronchitis, colitis, um, hepatitis, mastitis, meningitis. There's a whole bunch of itises out there. Rheumatoid, like all the arthritis, rheumatoid, all that stuff. Um, asthma, inflammation of the lungs. Pneumonia, the lungs mixed with excess, excess mucus. So... 
Um, there's a whole bunch of things that can cause inflammation too. Um, the three main ones um, are environment, what we eat, and the products we use. Um, wow. Yeah. So how did you um, decide on the one to start a podcast? Well, um, it's another way to spread my message. It's another way that to get to listen. Um, you know, I have, I'm on Facebook. I do some videos there. Um, but everybody's not on Facebook and podcasts are nice because you can be doing something else, but listening to the podcast or like when you're commuting in your car, um, there's so many people, podcasts are growing and people, um, some people prefer to listen to them. So, um, I, it was just a new way for me to spread my message and my mission. That's real. And, um, I appreciate you for coming on. I know just getting started within the episode, but this is, this is probably going to be a deep episode, ladies and gentlemen. And I do want to thank you for coming on and even spreading your message. You know what I'm saying? Um, grateful to have you on that you decided to take the interview. Thanks. Um, I'm excited because we're not knowledgeable on this stuff. And like I'm going to talk about later, we wait until there, we have a diagnosis to make a change, but we can start the changes now. So that, you know, arthritis doesn't have to be so extreme and stuff like that in our later years. But we think, you know, oh, arthritis, we're old. It's normal. You know, it's normal if you're not, if you don't take care of it, if you're not proactive about it. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like a lot of people in the Black community just don't pay attention to their health until something is actually wrong? Yeah. Or until, like, Maybe one of their family members gets something or a diagnosis or something like that. Like, I feel like people really don't take care of their health. I know I, when I was in college, when I was in Atlanta, I had a roommate. Um, she used to boil um, laundry detergent and fabuloso and stuff like that on the stove and fill the house up with that smell because she loved the, like, the clean smell um, because it covered the smell of everything. And... Those products are so bad for our health. And she was putting them all in the air. And those, those things are attacking our immune system, immune system, weakening it. Because that's what, those, that's what those, all these chemicals do, like weaken our immune system. Wow. So what's some alternatives, like burning incense, will like being alternatives or just getting natural products to, to um, freshen up the house? I feel like um, there's, if you want to boil something on the stove, you can boil like citrus. It depends on what you want it to smell like. Um, you could boil citrus um, to like very, for a very clean smell, like the citrus peels, like when you have an orange, a lime, and a lemon, you could throw it in a pot with water. I also do that as a face steam. Um, I'll boil um, some herbs like mullein, that's good for your lungs, mullein leaf. And I put orange, lime, lemon in the pot, I let it boil. I turn it off, let it cool down a little bit. I lean over the pot and I put a towel over my head and I um, inhale the smoke, I mean, the, um, the steam. Um, wow, that, that's very interesting. Um, so how were you able, still able to um, go off to college with your condition? Um, I actually had the condition, got the condition after after college. So it happened after college? Yes. So when exactly did it happen? It was about um, 2013, 2012, 2013. Wow. And you lived it. You're here to tell about it. Um, Like I said, it's good that you survived it. And so what are some things that could be affecting us that we don't even realize that are, we're affecting us, that are affecting our health? The products we use on our skin. Really? Yes. So, and just using our body in general. So think of it like chemistry, your deodorant. How many ingredients does it have on the back? A lot. Do you know what they all are? No. Can you pronounce them? No. 
So, all right, that's, that's one thing. Then you have your lotion that you just rubbed all over your body or whatever you moisturize your body with. Most people use some type of lotion, you know, conventional products. How many ingredients does that have on it? A lot. Do you, can you pronounce it? No. Okay, so keep going, you know, just keep thinking, especially about women that wear a lot of makeup and stuff like that, all the chemicals that are in it. And people don't, people aren't, we're not chemists. We, we, don't, we don't know about chemistry. We're, we're not checking to see if each chemical on all of our products are okay. And then it might have a bad reaction and our body is reacting, reacting to it in some way. And many of these products have chemicals that weaken our immune system or our respiratory system or some part that, of our body that's important. That's definitely real. That, that's definitely, um, that is definitely real. And how can you tell what it, your body is saying no to? First of all, you have to become in tune with your body. And how things make you feel. That was a, that was the first step for me when I was on my journey. I started a food food log. I would eat something, write it down, what time I ate it, what it was, what was in it, and then I started to feel sleepy. So I wrote, I felt sleepy at what time I felt sleepy, you know, or whatever I felt. I felt my shoulders and my back, my hands, whatever. Um, but I became in tune with how I felt. So you have to do that. You have to just be able to notice those things and put two and two together because you're, you're paying attention to it like a lot with more, with more um, detail. That's definitely true. So how are you with helping your body to heal? I'm always... With something like... What was that? Go ahead. I was just going to say, what are some ways that you've learned to help your body heal that some of us might not know about? Well, just the main three things. Like, I, well, the first, like, couple years, I, drink, I would carry a, a gallon of water with me every day because water keeps the free radicals from settling and all those free radicals and stuff like that can help cause inflammation and, and all these things that we don't want. So increasing your water. We're over like 60% made up of water and many people don't drink enough water, you know, and, and when our body needs it, our body, we're made up of so much water and we're, we're not, we're not replenishing our body. It's some things are shriveling up or not being able to perform how they're supposed to because they don't have the right amount of water. And, uh, so, okay. Water, water is one. That's a major key. And then um, decreasing the foods, like the anti-inflammatory, the, the infl- inflammatory foods. Um, the main, the, you know, these can vary from person to person, um, but the main ones are meat, dairy, gluten, and processed foods. So you're on the vegan lifestyle. I do uh, mainly. I try to maintain a whole plant-based and um, plant-based diet, heavy veggie diet, um, because when I when I have gluten, I've gotten it under control. When I when I was in my flare up my flare up state, I was extreme, changing everything. You know, I did that for a while, but then I was able to m- input some things back. You know, but I can't overdo it. So I can't have sandwiches every single day, you know, or have toast every morning. But I can I can have bread here, bread there, whatever. But I know I'm not going to ache for three days like I used to, because whenever I would eat bread, I would ache for three days. Wow. Oh my goodness. You would ache for three days from yes. bread? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was crazy and I, I realized it. Wow. That that's amazing that you have been through so much and you lived to tell about it. So what are some other things that you may have, you know, like ached from that we you know that normal people just take for granted? Like I said, the products we use on our skin, um, I use, I try to use minimal um, products with a lot of chemicals. I try to use like pure things like 
um, rosehip oil, coconut oil, jojoba oil, um, vitamin E oil, like in their raw form. Um, like veg- vegetable glycerin, I use that to help moisturize my, my skin because vegetable glycerin, it helps draw moisture to the skin. Uh, that's real. That's in products. So, it's in products, but uh, it's in a small, small doses, but I use it in its pure form. So what can people buy this stuff at that you're talking about using? You can buy it on Amazon. Amazon's the easiest place um, to find it. Um, that's where I usually get it. Um, get it from. But just like doing research for the different, like your skin type, like you have to do a lot of research um, because everything's not cookie cutter for everyone because, you know, especially with skincare and stuff like that, like some people have combination skin or oily skin and it gets really in-depth and complicated, especially for women. Um, But just doing the research and like the product and finding out, finding what works for you. You don't have to... I use I use some products that are natural or better products, cleaner products. Um, there's the Clean Dirty app, I believe. Dirty app. It um it you download it and you can scan a product and it'll it'll it rates it, and it tells you if how clean or dirty the product is. Like um, dirty meaning it has a lot of harmful chemical chemicals in it that really aren't good for our health, and they wouldn't recommend you using it. So it'll be like high like five or four you know or three and then they zero and one um are better options and those are green and those are cleaner products um that's a great app to download if you're in the store or something like that because you can also just type um the product in um that's a great option too so would you recommend people to buy their skincare products and stuff from black owned vendors exclusively um if you can get the it depends on the quality it it depends on the quality it depends on how easy you can source it like if you can yes i haven't been able to find someone that i can source all my things from you know i can get body butters and stuff like that but i like to make my own like there is some companies out there that like shell that sell the raw butters and stuff like that and i those companies Wow. Okay. So what hurdles do you feel like you faced and how did you manage to overcome these hurdles with your health? Um, you know, just really finding out, like, having basically my life taken away because I couldn't work and I'd, al- I'd always work. I'd work overtime, everything like that. Um, not being able to have my social life, um, just being in pain all the time, like, it was just awful. Not my quality of life was poor. And just being able to overcome all that and doing what I needed to do to be able to not live that life anymore and to get myself back. So how did you find ways to get yourself back? Research. Trial and error. I was researching, researching, researching. I participated in a study at Tufts Medical Center in Boston. And it was proven that aerobics and Tai Chi are effective forms of treatment for fibromyalgia. So I enrolled because I had nothing to lose. And we worked with scientists and doctors. And um, I participated in the class. And this um, woman that taught it, I was in aerobics. She was Asian. And she had done all type of um, practices all over in Asia and everything like that. So she was talking about mindfulness. We did a lot of stretching and um, just things like that. Meditation she talked about. So I started picking that up. And then the doctors and scientists were like, oh, if you, think, if you find anything that works, you know, report it back to us, let us know. Um, so I just started talking about the inflammation part and how I, I discovered ginger, ginger root. And I would drink, I would just chew on raw ginger root. But I started looking up, I looked up foods that are high anti-inflammatories. So it's just research and trial and error.
So research and trial and error. Okay, that's that's definitely real with anything. Um, you just gotta research it and do your homework on it. That's that's definitely real. So what compelled you to decide that now is the time to finally tell the world your story and to help others? Well, I've always had a passion for food. When I was in Atlanta, I was at culinary school. Um, so food's always been a huge part of my life and I like to cook anyway. And then I feel like I got this condition and I'm back and I learned that diet is a huge role. And, you know, people think that healthy food and stuff like that is disgust, like has no flavor. It's not good. Um, and that's not true because you can make things really flavorful. And I wanted to show people that. And I would also wanted to educate people on what, what they're eating and what it's doing for their body. So, but I could. Okay. So, so I could, I was trying to figure out how I wanted to do that. Because I had a meal, I was doing like a meal delivery type type of thing, um, and I was doing like classes and things like that. But then I hooked up with um, an online business coach, and she helped me put become a wellness coach. Like she helped me launch my business for that. So that 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 launched that that started um, being a wellness coach, and then I was already the chef. So that's how I got got here. Wow, that, that's that's a lot that you've gone through in your years of living, and that's how you you managed to survive to tell it. So, how do you like add flavor in a healthy way to some foods that people just say it has no flavor? Seasoning, seasoning is huge. You have to increase the seasonings, um, aromatics. Um, I add like citrus. Um, adding different techniques, sauteing, roasting. Um, having things raw because you need texture. Um, like, like I make, um, hmm. so I make all types of tacos and things like that, burritos. And I, I made this like quinoa meat. So I took quinoa. It's a grain. Um, it's a complete protein. It's one of the, um, it's our body is easy. It, it breaks down easier in our body. Um, and I cooked the quinoa and then I roasted it in the oven and I seasoned it how, how you would normally season like ground beef or tacos. And it emulates that taste. And, it, and then I, I crunched it up like a little bit in the oven, like I let it dry out. And so it had like a crumbly like kind of meat texture. There's also like plant-based um, meat crumbles. I've also done it with lentils. Um, I've done it with soaked walnuts. There's like so many different alternatives. And then like buffalo chicken dip, I've made a vegan version of it um, with jackfruit. Jackfruit, you, it's like it emulates anything shredded. So if you have shredded chicken, um, pork, um, like pulled pork sandwiches, I've, I've done like pulled jackfruit um, over vegan mac and cheese at one of my events um it's just knowing what to do like there's so many different ways to like you just have to incorporate more flavor and different techniques and you have to be open so you so you have definitely have to be open i i am getting that from you because this sound is sounding very interesting i never like heard this perspective from somebody before so I definitely appreciative of um of you dropping this knowledge on the look and talk today. So what are some things you wish you would have known um before you started out with cooking going to the vegan lifestyle? Um well I wish I would have known that I don't know. I just wish that I would have like experimented with more um, different products and things like that at the beginning. Um, it was just really like learning and growing. So there wasn't really anything that I was like, oh, I wish I had known that. It was all a journey and I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, I was in Facebook groups at one point, getting a lot of stuff, um, just learning about different techniques and the way people are doing things and like how to... Um, just infuse different flavors and stuff um, in a un unique way because I wasn't, I didn't go to school and all my training and all my cooking prior wasn't in vegan. Um, it was meat, dairy, like everything that you could imagine, like unhealthy things, you know, 
I can make healthy things too, but like I didn't know to the level that I was getting to like how to how to like how to cook like that, like infusing the flavors and stuff like that um, with just like plants and um, grains and things like that. So do you feel like people are now people um, living on the going to plant based lifestyle are healthier than the ones that just um, eat things in moderation or how do you feel like it no, works out? No, I don't think that. I don't think there's a cookie cutter um, thing that, like, I can't just say this is for you. You have to be into what your body, what works for you. You know, like, um, to, um, tomatoes might make um, someone hurt, but it might not make me hurt. Um, you know, so it really varies on, it really varies on person to person because what, what are your, what your um, trigger foods are, you know, what, what, trigger pain fatigue whatever are different can be different so um i don't feel like one person because one person could be healthier or there's like one diet that's just perfect for everyone now now do you drink or um, use cbd or use medicinal products or just you stay away from no, that I stuff use, too i use that um it helps a lot um, it helped a lot. It helped when I was like having flare ups. It would help me relax. Um, it just helped the tension, the muscles, the mind, because mindset is huge. Um, when you're in these, when you're feeling sick, you know, you're not feeling your best. Um, your, your thinking is not the best either. You know, like I was like, man, I'm young. Like, why can't I go hang out with my friends? Like, why am I so tired? Like, why does it hurt every single time I take a shower? Like, I, my legs hurt so bad, I can barely stand up. And I was just, wow. you know, and your mind, like, it, it would just, it helped. It helps. Okay, that's real. That's definitely real. So, what's your favorite kind of look at a drink? <laughs> um, I like tequila reposado. Like, reposado tequila. Wow. I think you're the second or third lady I've had on that said that they like tequila. <laughs> but just Reposado or Añejo. I don't like Blanco. Um, you know, I don't like I don't like that. Okay, I have to check out the Reposado because I think I've always had the Blanco. So I um, definitely it's have to smoky, check that out. It's like deep. It's like it's not the same way like white tequila is. I got you. I got you. So what advice would you give to somebody who kind of is younger than you, but kind of went through the same thing as you went through with the, um, with your diseases and stuff? So someone that's going through it, I would want them to know that, um, it's okay. You know, um, you can get through it. You can do what you need to do to lessen your symptoms. You can get your life back. You just have to put the work in, and you just have to want it. That's definitely real. So what have you learned from other people that have gone through similar pains and similar things that happened to their body that was just out of the normal? So I feel like, you know, a lot of times people don't look at, people don't just advocate, advocates for our health because it's our body. We know like, oh, something's off. You know, we know what we're doing. We know what we're consuming. We're in control of what we're consuming. We're in control of what we put on our body. We're in control of many factors that 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 control our health. So we know. Um, That's real. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. If you don't know, now you know. Go ahead and subscribe to, to us on iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts at. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a health education round, ladies and gentlemen. This is something that we all need to hear. So that's why I tell y'all to subscribe because you never know who's going to come through Look Talk and drop some dimes and drop some wisdom on us. Ladies and gentlemen. This, once again, this is Haley Newsom joining me tonight. And I thank you and I appreciate you for coming out for one to do this podcast. 
So tell me, take me through it. What what was it like having to go through college to get started and send it in to find out you couldn't even finish? Well, you know, it was tough, but I've overcame so many other obstacles. Like, you know, anything that I came up to, like, came anything that came my way you know I know that I would eventually figure it out you know it doesn't mean it would be a struggle and I'd have to put like lots of effort and things like that into it but I knew that I know that in the end I'll get over it and that nothing can really hold me back that's that's real so so when are you gonna um, launch the podcast um I'm working on it. You know, I'm really creating a lot of content right now. Um, just trying to really gear my content towards what people really need to hear and doing it in a unique way and just sharing all the information that we don't really learn about that we need to, we need to hear. So, so now knowing what you know now, do you came somewhat now what do you say to the black folks that just don't trust the doctors? Because honestly, I've known for years that some doctors they've just haven't always told black folks everything they need to know. And then some places they just, you know, they'll just let they'll just give black folks the poison to die, and then some of them they just don't tell us everything we need to know. So what do you say to the people that kind of don't just don't trust the doctors um so my doctor that diagnosed me my rheumatologist he was asian and he told me he was like listen Haley, um the, the medicines we have on the market you know um they're awful for your health he was like you need to find another way he's like we don't know a lot about this condition and you need to figure it out but he's like these medicines like they're they're side effects are awful he's like you don't want to go that route so he jump-started my journey to do the research and start going in a different direction. They don't know a lot about it, so I'm like, I'm just going to dig deep and see what I can find. What, what is there to hurt? There's nothing wrong with doing research. Fact-checking. Fact-checking fact is digging. It's big. You know, you have to know that um, because there's a lot of information out there. You just have to know credible sources and stuff like that. But you just... It's okay because I've had doctors like this doctor, he surprised me. I'm like, whoa, like he's real. He's really telling me this. Like he's not just trying to push this medication on me and give me prescriptions and stuff like that or anything. Like he's telling me what's real. And I've never had a doctor do that because the doctor, I, my prior doctor, my primary care <clears throat> had to refer me to the rheumatologist. The primary care, I, you know, I did read like, oh, um, I typed my symptoms in and like a different a couple of different conditions came up and I was like, oh, um, you know, I narrowed it down and I, I went to my doctor, fibromyalgia. And they're like, all right, well, that's not something that we can, um, we can diagnose. We have to send you to a specialist. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, oh, here's some pain medication that in case you want to take, you know, they're like, we don't know where the pain comes from general, like per se. So this medication probably won't, might not even work. That's what they told me. But they're like, if you want to take it, you know, here's a prescription. And I'm like, what? I'm like, why are you going to give me something when you know it's probably not even going to work? Because this, this, where this is going to penetrate for the pain isn't necessarily where my pain's coming from. <clears throat> so, and then I've had doctors, like, for my daughter, like, they, they respect my decisions and, they, like, know, like, they're with some of the natural things that I'm, I'm for or whatever. Um, you know, I, I have this book that's from a, from a pediatrician that talks about how the parents have to get back control of their child's health and know when something's actually wrong or when, you know, and it explains how the body works. You know, a child's body is different from an adult body and how it functions and what, what's wrong, like what are red flags and things like that, you know, um, if, if you don't, if you don't trust your doctor or you don't want to just go off your doctor's opinion only, you know, do your research, do your research, get knowledgeable, gain as much knowledge as possible, you know, go to your doctor, get the blood work and do the things you need to do and consult with them, like on certain things, if that's what you want to do, you know, um, but keep, always keep knowledge, you know, keep learning, um, just the body's so complex. And like, if you have different, a different condition, like PCOS or asthma, like that's different parts of the body. 
but you have to learn how the body works as a whole and like just become knowledgeable in whatever you're trying to learn it like if you whatever your condition you have you know just learn wow so did you have your daughter before or after you were diagnosed with fibromyalgia after okay i was about to say i was like, oh man i don't know how in the world but no i wouldn't be able to do it <laughs> yeah um so how has having a child impacted your journey <clears throat> well what I feed her and like the things that I like, especially the foods that I started her out with because toddlers, you know, they get kind of finicky and things change and they, they like don't want to eat things and all this crazy stuff. Um, like they like blue, my, my daughter likes blueberries or berries one day. And then like next week she will freeze and say yucky. And I'm like, okay, but we have to keep reintroducing things, you know, just thinking about the products that I use in the home. Like it's really important, you know, like washing our floors, like with bleach, you know, it takes less than like 60 seconds for our body, for our feet to absorb those chemicals and go into our bloodstream. You know, our body absorbs about 60% of the stuff that are, that comes in contact with our skin. Wow. So what's the alternative to bleach that will get the job done? Because, um, because I have, I've talked to some people that they swear by bleach because of this, this COVID madness and they swear by washing everything and bleaching, uh, bleaching their skin and stuff. So. I know, I know. Yeah. I've seen people, like, talking about doing ble- putting bleach in their bath water and, like, doing all this stuff. Like, I don't like it. It makes me choke. Like, I'm hypersensitive to it. Like, I feel like I can't breathe. Like, that's another thing. Like, when I was having my flare-ups with fibromyalgia, like, I noticed that certain chemicals, like, things would feel, like, I felt like I was hypersensitive to it. Hypersensitive to it. Like, I was like, I never felt like this before. Before I had fibromyalgia, like I was, I grew up with all these pine saw, um, all that stuff to clean the wood, all that Windex. Now Windex, like it makes me choke. It's so crazy. Um, like for Windex, like vinegar and water, you can clean your, you can clean it. Like you don't even need that. You can use just water and wipe the mirror down. Once you get it wet and you wipe it down, like it, it's fine. And then for bleach, you know. Um, some people are sore about bleach and they're going to always use bleach, you know? Um, but I use, um, Young Living. They have a thieves cleaner. I use that, um, for heavy duty cleaning, for light cleaning. Um, you know, my daughter, she loves to help do everything, every single thing that I do. And I feel comfortable with her using those products because I know that they're like natural products, you know, they're not going to affect her health the same way as a conventional product would, um, like a bleach, make her cough or anything like that. Um, yeah, those chemicals in bleach are awfully strong. So you said recommend natural natural um, based cleaners and stuff? Yeah, you, you know, there's trial and error. There's so many different products out there. You can find what works to your liking, what you like, if you want to make some things. I make most of the stuff. I make my laundry detergent. I make... Um, I make, I use, um, Castile soap, um, for my hands, like for, for soap by the sink. That's what I use. Um, I've used Castile soap for dishes, um, for my daughter, for her like diaper, for her diaper changes. I have like a Castile oil, um, and water solution that I use to clean her that I make. And I use cloth wipes, you know, less chemical exposure. Wow, you need your own cleaning cleaning company because all these products and ways that you're dropping is like, wow, you you need your own natural cleaning company because these sound very legit. Yeah, it works and it's better. Like, because our skin, like, oh, it's awful. Um, it's just not good. All the chemicals that we're exposed to and how it affects our health. Um, you know, the CDC said over the past 15 years, more than 10,000 Americans have had their blood tested by the um, CDC in an attempt to determine their chemical body burden. The results of the CDC study were stunning. Even those who lived in remote areas were found to have hundreds of synthetic chemicals in their bloodstream. More disturbingly, this chemical exposure begins even before we take our first breath. An astounding 
seven chemical toxins have been detected within the umbilical cord of newborns. That's mind blowing and and disturbing. Like, why are we exposed to that many chemicals before we're even born? Yeah, it's like, what the hell are your parents are doing is the question. No, just living their life, um, putting putting bleach, I don't know, um, putting um, laundry detergent on the stove, using flat fabuloso, bleaching everything, using bleach wipes, using, like, uh, all this stuff on your skin. Yeah, I, I could definitely attest that. Yeah, um, you definitely put me up on some knowledge. Now, let's get to this COVID that's been just going on, the coronavirus. So what are your thoughts about how everybody is just all of a sudden freaking out, buying up all the cleaning supplies and buying up all the toilet paper and stuff? (laughs) All right. Sorry. (laughs) The toilet paper part (laughs) took me out. Like, the toilet paper part, I can't stand that. Like, I don't know. The toilet paper part, that's funny. <laughs> hey, I got you to laugh. <laughs> that toilet paper part is so funny. I don't know. People are just crazy for the toilet paper. Um, you know, uh, just all the cleaning products, you know, that's affecting our, that's, that's not good. All those bleach wipes, people are obsessed with those bleach wipes. You know, those are weakening our immune system. Like, you don't need to be inhaling bleach and Lysol. Like that's that's weakening your lungs, your respiratory system. R- research those chemicals. Re- look on the your products and type it in online and type in that product and what it does to our to our body. What is it? What does it do to my lungs? What does it do to my respiratory system? My immune system? And go on and on and on. And you'll read what it does. What 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 it, what, what it can do over long time expo- exposure or excess use. So that's step, it's backwards. You know, you're supposed to, we're, at this time, we need to be um, making sure we're eating well-balanced meals, um, getting all our vitamins in, our nutrients, um, building up our immune system, our respiratory system, like supporting it, like in the best way we can. All the hand sanitizer and all that, like that in excess, like that's a lot. You know, wash your hands, wash your hands. Wipe, wipe your surfaces down frequently. Yes, you do have to. And um, it's, it's crazy out here. So, so do you think this, is, this whole making everybody stay at home is good or bad for our health um, in respects to what's going on right now? I don't know. Because I was reading something from some scientists, you know, and they were saying that, you know, we could stay inside and all we want right now. But once we go back outside, it'll just it'll just be the same thing. So they are some, this one scientist was saying, um, we need to start going back out, you know, a little bit or whatever. And in the case, like we'll build up like an immunity. I don't know. They were saying like, we'll build it up or it, the cases will be, it'll be less. I don't know. We'll eventually get over it. I don't know. They were saying something like that going back out, staying in, like we're, it's not going to do anything, but we need to start gradually going out, stuff like that. Like there's been some different opinions from specialists that I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if staying inside is good because I've never been through this. I'm not a specialist in anything like this, you know, so I have no clue. But I'm just like, there's just different things that are specialists and things like that are saying um, that are that are going around. So I really don't know. No, I feel you, but how are you doing with this whole COVID-19 mess just, you know, with everything that's going on? You know, I had big plans. Um and to move out of the country and that's that's delayed you know so it's just a little aggravating about that um you know that's just a little frustrating um but i'm just doing everything that i can to support my health the way i need to um to get through this and just prepare and keeping myself mentally um okay with how everything's going on and how life has changed and how life may never go back to how it was before and you always I was listening to Lisa Nichols um she's so inspiring and she said you know everybody knows stay ready so you never have to get ready stay ready so stay ready be flexible with life your plans be flu stay fluid you know stay loose and just be ready know that you can you're fluid and you're flexible 
and you'll overcome it, you know, because life is not always going to be easy. There's going to be things that are just out of your control. There's nothing that you can do with it. Do whatever goals or whatever vision you have for yourself or your life, you just have to be able to move and be able to um, overcome the hurdles or whatever. That's definitely real. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. If you don't know, now you know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a health round if you don't know by now. So what country were you planning on moving to? Um, I was looking at, my, at Mexico. Really? Yeah. Mexico? Mexico. Um, Merida, Mexico. Um, it's one of the safest places um, rated in the world. Um, the, the, the sense of community is huge there. Uh, there's a lot of expats. Um, so a lot of Americans and like other people that travel there, retire there. It's extremely affordable. I was looking at three to five bedroom plate, three to five bedroom homes and stuff like that. Like three fifty, four fifty, five hundred dollars a month U.S. dollars for for places. Like the living is so affordable. Like your overhead, the the, the amount you pay to live in America, like it's ridiculous. I hate that. Like I don't want to pay a ridiculous amount of money to live. Um, I, I lived in Puerto Rico um, before the hurricanes and, you know, I loved it there. I loved island living. It was amazing. Um, so I'm thinking that Mexico, like I have, I know a bunch of moms that live in Mexico and that area and, and some expats and stuff like that. And it seems pretty cool and I'm really flexible and I'm a free spirit and I'm open to new places. Change doesn't bother me. Um, so I, I'm willing to give give it a try. And if I don't like it, I'll just go somewhere else. So what part of Mexico again? Merida. M-E-R-I-D-A. Merida. So how far is that away from Mexico City? Um, I think that's like a couple hours. It's like on the coast. It's really, really hot there. Really hot. So how's your Spanish? Mm, not so good. I'm working on it every day. You know, I'm using Duolingo. Um, you know, I, I learned a lot when I was in Puerto Rico, um, just by, by being there and being around, um, because, you know, every day, I, like, they're like, oh, buenos dias, everybody would say that in the morning. So I'm like, oh, obviously that's good morning. And then buenos tardes, buenos noches, you know, I would just pick up on it and people would, you know, they would say, they would hold like a piece of fruit that I didn't know the word, you know, the Spanish word to like apple. And they were like, oh, manzana. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, apple is manzana every time or you know i would start learning just by like experiencing it so yeah honestly because i ain't gonna lie i took spanish when i was in college um i, I did okay but it's like i don't remember any of that stuff now <laughs> yeah because you have to use so, it if you don't use it you lose it yes that's definitely true so what made you do what made you say i just want to move to mexico I, of all places. Well, I didn't really want to come. I didn't want to come back to the U.S. I, when I lived in, I didn't want to come back to the mainland when I was living in Puerto Rico. But there was a hurricane. You know, I didn't want to go through that. It was really tough. And like, remember the hurricane that like they're still trying to recover from, Maria. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. I was there for the first one, Jose or whatever. It was the first one I went through that? The you know, power was out for a while. Like I had to go charge my phone at Walgreens. Um, people were like at Walmart, Walmart set up charging stations. Like it was crazy, you know, um, wow. it was crazy. And then, so the second one hit and I didn't want to stay there. So I came back to the U S but I didn't want to come back here. I didn't want to, I didn't want to come back to the mainland because it's so expensive. I don't like, yeah. and I like a slower pace of life, um, a different environment. Like it's a different mind, a whole different other vibe. Yeah. Now that that's that's definitely real. I could definitely feel on that. So, do you think other countries take health way more serious than America? Um, some yeah, lots like yeah, I do. You know, um, for many reasons. You know, I worked. Um, you know, like I said, I'm from the Boston area. You know, I lived I lived in Boston and all those like different surrounding areas, and this one foreign exchange student that I worked from that I worked with, she was from. Um, like over near U Ukraine. And she said, wow, like um, some of the healthier grains like quinoa and buckwheat and stuff like that. She was like, expensive here. She's like, we get huge bags for the price that you pay for little bags here. 
she's like, ah, I use so much money here for the food that I would pay for less in my country. You know, she's like, why is it like that here? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I don't know. That's crazy, you know, because I never, where, where she was from, I'd never been there. And then another reason, like some of the chemicals and stuff, like 5G, 5G and some other chemicals and things like that that they put in our food and in our products, they're banned in other countries. Other, other countries said that, no, we're not doing that. You're not, you know, we're taking that away. Where in the U.S., it's kind of a free-for-all with certain stuff, yes. with certain things. Honestly, in the U.S. is where a lot of things because America, they value the dollar and making getting, keeping the rich people rich on the backs of the poor people. Because I, I knew this from, I remember I was working like a long time in college and somebody told me, you know McDonald's got a, McDonald's and a lot of pharmaceutical and McDonald's and pharmaceutical companies got deals together to where that way they can keep making junk food and make the the healthy stuff expensive to where people will have to, you know, in the long-term damage to the body, we'll have you relying on the pharmaceuticals. So, Well, our health is big. It's crazy. Our health is big business. So if we're all, if we're, if we're, we're taking care of our health and, you know, living better lives and we're less, we're not as sick, the, the hospitals, doctors and all that, they're not going to make as much money. They're never going to find a cure for cancer, in my opinion. Because cancer is like one of the number one, like most expensive treatment like that. They bring in so much money from cancer treatment and all that and everything like it's expensive. Honestly, I've heard stories about cannabis being the cure for cancer to where because I read a story about a man that got diagnosed with cancer. I think he had moved out to California and started infusing his diet with cannabis oils within his diet. And then within like three or four months the cancer was in remission. So there's some things that can cure it or put it in remission with time, but no, they'd rather put you through chemotherapy, which enlarges the cancer, and then just try to kill you off and then build you every step of the way alongside it because it's ridiculous. Yeah, so going back to like Mexico, so um, one of my friends, someone that I'm close with, she was talking about, and some of the groups, they're talking about healthcare and how cheap, how cheap it is. They go on like dental, they call it dental vacations. They'll go on vacation for like a couple weeks and they'll get their dental work done in Mexico or somewhere cheap because it's same quality. It's just cheaper prices and you could pay out of pocket, you know, versus paying like paying all the high fees or whatever, your co-pays and all that in America. You know, and that people say they go to a lot of countries and do that. And how it's so much cheaper, like to buy an inhaler. Like one of the one of the expat girls that's around my age, um, I follow her, and she has asthma, and she gets her asthma and allergy medicines out of pocket for like such small amount of money versus what she used to pay in the U.S. Wow, it sounds like I need to learn some Spanish and figure out what parts of Mexico you guys are going to. to um you know, to get these products and stuff. Like, I don't know. Just living in different places, like, it's just different. You know, different way of life, different way of thinking. Um, you know, where, I don't know, where where are you located? Uh, I'm located in Tampa, okay, Florida. Okay, so you're in a warm environment, you know. Um, so it's pretty warm there uh, most of the time. Um, so you, you do, you spend a lot of time outside usually. Yeah, I try to spend a lot of time outside. I'm getting back to it, though, even though they told us this whole stay at home. But I think I'm just going to try to force myself to get up and go walk around the neighborhood for a little while if, before I go to work. Because I'll be working mm-hmm. home, so it's like I haven't had a need to leave the house. Yeah, so um, I live in New England, and it gets really cold here and stuff like that. And, like, vitamin D deficiency is greater in areas that, like, are not that are colder you know so when i was the people in puerto rico you know our tropical places or warm places um usually they don't have the vitamin d deficiency um vitamin d deficiency um has been linked to depression um and like bipolar um so and a whole bunch of other things um so even just the environment and where we live um that affects our health too like some people love the snow I don't like it. 
you know, it used to cause me to have pain when I had my fibromyalgia, you know, and I, I'm just, I just don't like being cold. Like I'm over it. It doesn't make me happy. Like when I lived in Puerto Rico, I just loved it. You know, every day it was just hard. I could, I would go to the beach every single day. I would go to different beaches. Like it was amazing. I loved it. Honestly, I'm with you on that. I love the warm weather because I used to live in like cold weather cities like in North Carolina. I used to live. Mom, you had us living in Atlanta mm-hmm. for a little bit, but and I also visited um, New York and Connecticut when it was like really cold. I said, right. no, I need my warm weather. So it's like if I did relocate from Florida, it would have to be somewhere that's warm because I can't do that snow. You know what I'm saying? I know. It's awful. I'm I'm from here, like I was raised here my whole life, but I did not like it, you know. I remember when I went to Atlanta and they got a little snow and it got a little cold, you know, they was like they were going crazy. But it wasn't that bad for me, but I still didn't really enjoy it, you know. The warm weather is what yeah. I really, what I prefer and you know, people like what they like. Yes, people like what they like and that's why um and I'll be at work and I'll see people from up north complaining about seeing people in Florida with their boots on and with their hoodies on and it's on like when it's like 50 some degrees they're like oh this nothing to me in my head I'm like well you could take your ass back to Indiana right. you know what I'm saying shit <laughs> I, I'm sorry in Broward County in Florida they, it's, they declare a state of emergency if the temperature drops below 60 I'm sorry we don't we don't don't get that right. cold in Florida, but that that's just another rant for another day. So, what at the end of the day, what do you want people to get from your podcast once it drops? Advocate for yourself. Advocate for your health. Do research. Um, learn about the body, how it works. Um, if you're you know you're going to a doctor, make sure you get your blood work. Um, get your blood work done. See what if you're deficient in anything. Um, you know, um, fill those voids, you know, just, just get knowledge, um, be, get back, gain some control in your health, um, have an input, have a say, um, because health is wealth and health is, you know, all we have, like we only go, when we have like one shot at this, so we have to do what we have, like to take care of ourselves. That's definitely real. We definitely need to do that. Now, lastly, why should people subscribe to your podcast, the Be Well with Haley podcast, once it drops? Because health is wealth, and I'm going to tell you the things that we, we need to know, but we don't know, like aging. We're all aging every single day. There's nothing that we can do to, but we're not, we're not taught how to take care of our aging bodies. Why not? We're aging every day, so why aren't we going to learn how to take care of ourselves as we age? I'm going to talk about things like that. Brain health. You know, we don't know how to eat for our brains, how to support our brain function, our brain health, so that when we get old, we won't start forgetting things. Like crazy, maybe we can decrease our chances of, of Alzheimer's. You know, I'm going to be teaching those things that we need to know, but we don't, we don't get that information. Like, it's just not easily um, and taught. That's definitely real. Like I said, I do thank you for taking time to, uh, tonight to come on, look and talk, and drop some doms because this is very informative. This is this is a podcast out of the norm. That's why I tell people expect and expect it. And I thank you, Haley. And like I tell all of my guests and everybody that comes on look and talk, if you want me to be on your podcast, I don't mind it. I'm a DM. I'm a DM away. I might be in Florida. But I'm just one little simple DM away. All you got to do is just DM me. Hey, V, I would love for you to come on, return the episode, and return the favor. It's no problem. I got you. We can sit up here and talk like this. You know what I'm saying? Um, We can talk about relationships and all that. Whatever you want to talk about, you just let me know. If you decide you want to have me on on your podcast, you let me know. Yes, I'm here. You there? Like I said, um, like I said, I do appreciate you coming on. Whenever you want me to come on your podcast, right, you so let much. me know. Thank you all, and thank you all for listening to this round of Look and Talk. This was definitely a healthy round. This is a podcast that's not out the norm, but I tell y'all all the time, 
expected, unexpected. I thank you all for subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Anchor, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts at. Also, we're on Trinity TV. You can also find us on the Black Op website, wherever you get your shows at, ladies and gentlemen. But until the next time we meet, until the next time you hear this voice of look and talk, remember to always pull that look up. If you're a weed smoker, roll that shit up. Nothing in life lasts forever. And until the next episode, we'll see you around.